So Msaki uh, is probably one of the most poignant uh, artists in South Africa at this time. It's very much her time, uh, her messaging, her songs. Beautiful. She does that song with uh, Black Coffee. It's called Tandoluam. So uh, it's 10.45. So the COVID-19 pandemic accompanied by the lockdown has seen many schools battling financially and having to cut budgets as many parents were unable to pay school fees. As much as the schools did suffer financially, it's not all doom and gloom as there's a way that schools can get parents to pay and recover some of the bad debt. Well, uh, to tell us more on this, we're joined on the line by Michelle Dickens, CEO of TPN Credit Bureau. Uh, Michelle, good morning. What do you do at uh, TPN Credit Bureau? Hi, Katie. Thanks for the opportunity to come and chat about uh, school fee collections in the current environment. Uh, TPN, as a, as a bureau, we collect data, so we understand how consumers are struggling at the moment in terms of the cost of living um, in general, and where school fees feeds into that priority of payment. So, so how consumers will budget and um, prioritise the payments of what needs to be paid first. Unfortunately, school fees come really down at the bottom of that um, priority payment, and it's in fact quite cyclical. So. We'll see that by quarter four of the, the year, by the end of the year, parents are trying to catch up and, and settle whatever is outstanding. Um, and then coming into the new year where, we're at the, where we are at at the moment, uh, school fees do become a challenge and they get harder and harder to collect throughout the year. And not only is it school fees, Katie, but it's also parents have these additional extraordinary costs in uniforms and stationery and, and textbooks that they also need to um, accommodate at this time of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, w- w- if you say school fees are at the bottom of the list in terms of uh, priority for, for parents uh, because of financial dynamics, w- what largely do they put at the top? So priority number one for consumers is the roof over their head. Whether that is paying for the mortgage, 92% of mortgages are current. So the roof over their head from a bond perspective, mortgage repayment perspective is, is tops. Mm. Uh, next would be the rent. So um, eight out of ten uh, tenants will be will be paid up, fully paid up with their rent. Uh, consumers are then going to prioritise their vehicle finance, um, their other secured credit, credit facilities. Credit cards are quite an important important for payments. Mm. A lot of consumers, particularly through the pandemic, were relying on online purchasing. So uh, the repayment of, of credit facilities is quite important. And then as we drop down unsecured credit, short-term credit becomes less of a priority. Um, there we're looking at, uh, at unsecured credit is 67% uh, mm. paid up, which means 33% um, unpaid um, or 33% of consumers not able to, to settle their accounts. Um, and then right down at the bottom, we're looking at school fees. In fact, during the pandemic, only one in two parents were able to keep their school fees paid up. Mm. Um, and as we reach the end of the year, we're sitting only at 60%. So that's a good 40% of parents who are unable to uh, settle their school fee accounts. Sure. 25% of those, you know, there's a there's a full outstanding, no payments have been made in, in the three months of that um, last quarter. So that's yeah. one in four parents yeah. unable to make any payment towards their school fee sure. um, in that last quarter. Sure, but then uh, schools do need the money uh, to, uh, you know, to function themselves on a day-to-day basis. Uh, uh, so, how then do schools turn this issue around to make sure that they recover some of this bad debt? 
So schools, um, and we looked at both public and private schools. They behave slightly differently. Both public and private schools um, have confirmed that they had to cut back in spending. Where the cutbacks happened were slightly different. So a public school cut back in um, CapEx spend and OPEX spend, whereas private schools cut back in payroll. And uh, where private schools cut back in payroll, they cut back in their teaching staff. Public schools did cut back on, on, on payroll, but their payroll that they cut back on was on temporary teachers and on groundsmen. Mm. And so what, what is expected there or what happens there is we have um, an impact in employment and we know that the employment rate is high and we know that we've still got 2.1 million people without work compared to the position that we were in prior to the pandemic. So yes. that we know that there's been a, a huge impact on employment. Yes. And so the non-payment of school fees actually impacts the employment um, of teachers and ground staff and coaches and administrative staff, um, et cetera. From a public school perspective, remembering that the best interests of the child always have to be taken into account. So children simply cannot re- not receive access to education because their parents are unable to pay particularly when we talk about 2.1 million parents or, or consumers who have lost work. That's, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people already on high unemployment. Mm. So these are new people without um, employment on top of already high unemployment. And so we can't impact the best interest of a child needs to be taken into, into consideration. So a public school is never going to cancel the education of a child because the parent can't pay. The public school um, will offer exemptions and parents who have no income or have lost part of their income um, can apply for an exemption and that will enable the child to continue to go to school and the parent doesn't have to pay school fees. The exemption is based on both parents. So um, regardless of marital status or separation or divorce, etc., both parents are legally obliged to pay uh, school fees for their children and exemptions will be offered where parents are unemployed. Private schools slightly differently because a private school can cancel um, the agreement um, at the end of the year. And um, and the parent would then have to look for alternative schooling, be that back into the um, public schooling system or um, more affordable private uh, schooling um, based on affordability of the parent. Ultimately, though, the collection of school fees is based on if the parent is employed, if there is an income coming in, how do we then influence and motivate parents to take the education of their child, the payment of the education of their child as a priority payment and push it high up um, um, you know, to get budgeting right for the parents and then to pay the school fees um, on an annual or monthly or term basis or whatever they commit to do at the beginning of the year. So the private schooling system makes absolutely no concession, even with COVID, even with the over 2 million people that have lost their employment as a result of uh, COVID-19 and its impact on the economy. There is absolutely no concession. And when I say concession, I mean, do they not, for example, discount uh, for parents if if, if, uh, you can prove that uh, you've lost your income as a result of COVID-19? Absolutely. Private schools have been doing that. Um, So when I talk about public schools offering exemptions, that is a legal um, uh, uh, opportunity that parents have not to pay school fees, whereas private schools will do it based on 
um, outside of the contractual terms of the agreement. So because many people lost their income temporarily or permanently, um, I know a lot of private schools did offer some form of relief mm. or acknowledgements of debts with repayments um, over time once parents uh, got back on their feet. Mm. And that would have been on a per-school basis, on a situational basis, mm. um, 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 individually determined by the school and with each parent individually. Wow. So, I mean, you know, in terms of uh, sustaining uh, the school and the offering of the school, these uh, financial, uh, uh, this financial impact for both the parents and the school, uh, does it affect the school to the degree that the quality uh, of the school ends up getting affected? Well, when we talk about um, public schools, the impact there is that um, there's no once teachers are uh, retiring or um, there's loss in the schooling system from a teacher perspective. Mm. Right now, there's no rehiring, and so that means that the classes are going to get bigger. There's less teachers, and so the classroom sizes will um, start to increase as a result of that. From a um, from a private school perspective. Um, again, the the loss of staff was mm. in the permanent teacher um, uh, category, and so again, that's going to affect classroom sizes or specialist types of teachers. So, teacher teaching staff might be responsible for more um, diverse classroom um, uh, education as opposed to having specialists involved as well. So, the impact absolutely will be on the quality of education that the child receives. What is the impact on the credit uh, for schools? What kind, you know, what kinds of con- consideration uh, do the credit bureau, for example, uh, uh, take for particularly the schools, knowing uh, what we know, which is the over 2 million uh, em- a- 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 unemployment level? Uh, you, you know, uh, is there any consideration or concession that is made uh, by credit, uh, the creditors for schools? Absolutely. So from a, from a credit bureau perspective, um, the bureaus help the public schools in identifying those parents that have requested an exemption to qualify that request of exemption. So does the parent legitimately qualify for the exemption mm. um, in terms of was there a loss of income and um, was that loss of income a permanent loss of income, a temporary loss of income, or is it a full loss of income or just a partial loss of income? Mm. So we'll assist the school in identifying that and then the school can then place those parents who qualify legitimately into that exemption process and those parents who don't qualify legitimately, then the school can continue with their collection process which helps increase the, the revenue from a school perspective. From a private school perspective, again, specifically with regards to deferment of payments, um, acknowledgements of debts, mm. it's about affordability. So can we look and help the school identify those parents who again have legitimately lost an income, put them into a separate uh, bucket where um, deferments and repayments or even pure discounts can be offered to the parents while they get back on their feet, recover, and then start making those additional payments. Um, um. In terms of where there was deferments or discounts received, the bureaus, not just from a school payment perspective, but mm. from a rental payment perspective, from your from your um, general credits um, score perspective, uh, home loans, <coughs> excuse me, vehicle finance, secured loans, etc., where 
um, deferment repayments um, were made as a result of loss of income, the bureaus did have, through the hard lockdown um, pandemic period, um, a, um, a process in place where um, consumers were not flagged as non-payment as a result, so it wouldn't worsen their score as a result of non-payment where deferments were made and put in place. And it's always important for consumers to go back to their credit providers when they have a situation, Mm. when they find themselves in a position where they're unable to pay their credit providers, to go and renegotiate, um, um, reorganize new terms if possible Mm. so that it doesn't impact their credit profile as opposed to just not paying and trying trying to recover on their own. Uh, the best advice is always to communicate with your credit providers. Yeah, the best advice is, is to, uh, to communicate. So, I mean, what would your message be to struggling parents? Because they're still there. Uh, you know, it's still tough. Uh, the, rec- the economy has not recovered. People are still struggling. Whether those uh, parents are in public, private, have their children in public uh, or private schooling. Yeah, our budgets don't operate in isolation. So mm. our budgets as consumers contain all of these expenses that we need to provide for on a monthly basis. Um, budgeting every year is such an important uh, task to mm. understand as a, as, a, as a consumer, where's my money going? How am I allocating it? How do I ensure that I have sufficient funds for each of um, each of the categories of uh, debt or living expenses that I have. So I think this is such a perfect time of the year to ensure that our budgets are up to date, that we know where we're going to be spending the different um, allocations, um, and that if we find ourselves in a position where we are over-indebted, there are different avenues to reach out, um, depending on the level of over-indebtedness, to, to renegotiate, to renegotiate terms, interest rates, the, 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 the term of the debt, um, or even just um, start cancelling those accounts that um, that we don't need at the moment, that are maybe luxury items and not necessities. Yeah, we're going to leave it here. Please tell me your contact details at uh, TPN uh, Credit Bureau, uh, Michelle. Please, anyone can reach out to us. Um, my email is michelle at tpn.co.za and our telephone number is 0861 are you available on the socials? Absolutely. Um, you can get us on our Facebook page um, or my LinkedIn page um, as well. Okay. And those pages are called? Um, it's TPN Credit Bureau for Facebook and Michelle Dickens is my LinkedIn handle. Fantastic. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us today. Amazing. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Michelle Deakins is the CEO of TPN Credit Bureau. It's that time of the year. If uh, uh, you find yourself um, bottled, really, uh, by the demands of... um, you know, uh, this time of the year and particularly school fees because it's a struggle most most parents face. Uh, talk to somebody uh, and maybe uh, talk to uh, the TPN uh, Credit Bureau uh, that uh, Michelle Deakins comes from so that they can guide you in terms of how you navigate the space. It's rough. It's 11 o'clock. It's time for the latest news. No, I'm